Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of our aligned self each and every day, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual components. Today, we have a very special guest, a woman who I just adore. Her name is Carrie Green. She is the owner of Spiral Life Wellness. She's a massage therapist, a bodywork instructor, and today she is going to be speaking with us on cannabis microdosing and so much more. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for joining me. Oh, I'm so pleased to be here. It's, uh, it's very exciting, and I, I feel the same about you, Pepper. Uh, you, you do amazing things for the community, and uh, I, I consider you a dear friend. I just absolutely love and adore you so much. The reason why I wanted to have you on this show, particularly, you and I both spoke um, back at the, I think it was the Women's Conference for the Redwood Women's Foundation. The International Women's Day. Yeah, we were both nominated. Congratulations, by the way. And you too. this idea of us having you on the podcast, speaking of microdosing, it kind of came out of that. So much more I want to talk with you about and so much more I want to share with our audience today start with what your healing modality is and kind of how you began. Sure, sure. I'm happy to share that. Well, I've been um, a massage therapist, body worker for uh, 33 years now. Hard to believe. <laughs> over, yeah, over half my life. <laughs> um, and I came into it when I was a child. I would, um, my parents asked me to walk on their backs and massage their feet. And so it was definitely a way of expressing love and, uh, and getting um, feedback, you know, and so, and I found throughout my teenage years, I would rub friends' shoulders and things like that. And then when I was 21, um, I had a friend uh, say to me, you know, you should really go to school for this. I said, you know, that's not a bad idea. Um, I was waiting tables at the time. I knew that that wasn't going to be something I was going to be doing forever. Um, in 1987, I attended the uh, Wellspring School of Massage in Morro Bay, California. And uh, it's no longer there, but uh, always will be in my heart. Uh, it was held in a little chapel with stained glass windows. It was just a beautiful uh, experience to, to begin with. And throughout the years, I've uh, done more training. Um, and uh, I have 
thousands of hours of, of, of training and experience. Um, I've done medical massage. I have uh, uh, done workshops. My current passion is, is teaching and passing it on to the next generation. And I, I love doing uh, the lighter therapies now, cranial sacral therapy and lymph uh, drainage therapy. And then I also uh, am do energy work, uh, Jacob and Reiki, which I had started out 26 years ago doing a Western Reiki. And then I just discovered uh, Jacobin through my teacher here in McKinleyville, Casalia. And Jacobin is uh, Reiki that stayed in Japan up until about 10 or 15 years ago. And it comes from the source, man who discovered Reiki, um, Dr. Yasui, taught his uh, principal student, uh, Hayashi. Dr. Hayashi uh, taught uh, his niece, and that is how the lineage has been passed down. So um, I, I love sharing that as well. Oh, so many beautiful things. And at the spiral, um, what are you doing there? Because you are just shifting and moving all the time. There's so many things happening, but what's your main focus there? Well, at Spirals of Life Wellness, I do um, a lot of uh, um, hands-on, well, I was doing a lot of hands-on uh, modalities uh, prior to the shelter in place. And I uh, also teach um, community classes and professional massage classes as well. And then we've had women's circles and sound healings and anything, we're about empowerment. And so I really, anything that's empowering for, um, for the community and particularly women, um, I, I, love, I love empowering other women. <laughs> of course, and you're very good at it. For our audience, you're in Humboldt County and that's where the Spirals of Life Center is as well. It's in McKinleyville. Mm -hmm. Just north of Eureka um, and Arcata um, in Humboldt County. Okay, wonderful. Where were you before you were in this community or have you always been here? I came to this community 16 years ago. Prior to that, I was in the Mount Shasta area for five years and I love, love Mount Shasta too. Yes. Oh, that is my jam. You are speaking my language. I love Mount Shasta. There's just something very, very special about that place. Yes, I, I fully agree. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I find that I've lived in places that are energy vortexes, Mount Shasta being one, um, this area being another. I've lived in Ashland, Oregon, uh, where I also attended um, trainings there, um, and Seattle, Washington. And so I find that I get shifted around when the energy shifts for for me and for my family. And so we were in Mount Shasta for five years and um, it just felt like it was time to uh, move on. And we discovered Humboldt County or rediscovered. So this is going a little bit off our format, but I have to ask you this question. Is there anything that happened while you lived at Mount Shasta that was just one of those outrageous, magical stories about Shasta, but not to put you on the spot, that you want to share with our audience? Definitely during um, 
during a full moon in August, uh, when the moon is pretty much at its at at its fullest, um, on top of the mountain, doing a, a drum circle was just such a a powerful. It wasn't just the people that were in the circle; it was um, just all of the energies around and. Uh, you know, I um, I definitely discovered a lot of of different um, spiritual pathways and and friends and um, and then the nature there is just incredible. So you know, just taking all of that in too. But yeah, yeah, really powerful experience there. Thank you for sharing that with me. I love Mount Shasta. I mean, if anyone has listened to the podcast or anything, anytime I talk about Mount Shasta. I'm always really, you know, intrigued by the type of connection that people with have with Telos and that alien or energetic community oh, sure. that's there. <laughs> I'm always fascinated. I, I read all those books and I go there and I'm doing all these things. So I'm always interested to ask if anyone's really familiar with Mount Shasta, if they know or have stories about that specifically. So can you tell what tell our audience what most people are coming to you for as far as guidance hmm. is concerned. Well, um, I find that uh, people come to me uh, pain relief, both physical and emotional. And um, I'm very good at holding space in a, in a very non-judgmental, um, loving, compassionate mm. way so that people can feel comfortable and listen to and seen. And then um, because of the mind-body connection, I find that if they are at ease and in a relaxed state, then um, it facilitates them uh, being able to let go of pain. I also trained and worked with a local uh, osteopathic physician, Dr. Kate McCaffrey, for about 10 years. And I have learned a lot of osteopathic techniques that I can utilize with people and show them, uh, empower them to help themselves as well and, and stay healthy in between sessions. Great, and I love Dr. McCaffrey, by the way. So she's just a sweetheart. You know, you spoke about the physical, emotion, mind-body connection. We have listeners from all over the world where that terminology may be new to them. Now, we live and breathe it, you and I, and, and the healers here in our community that are saturated by this concept. But for those people where this is new for them, can you kind of touch on that a little more? So our, our bodies are, you know, made up of these sentient cells you know like each of our cells almost has its own its own ability to um to make decisions and to and of course they they want to for our greater good and so a lot of times however as people um come out of uh maybe traumatic birth experience or have trauma in their life or have received an injury or things like that the body is kind of like a sponge and it can hold that energy and there's usually an emotional an emotion a strong emotion associated with uh, pain or trauma or things like that and that can just get locked in the body um often um when people experience that they kind of 
catch their breath and and that kind of locks it into the tissue and so as uh, things are releasing, I, I also do myofascial release, and that's an unwinding technique that um, physically unwinds that pattern, but a lot of times emotion can, can be released with that. You know, we're, we're a complete package, and these emotions can be in our body, and, um, and the more we release and free up and uh and come to terms with um the things that you know did did or did not happen or that we're holding and uh it creates more healing and more more light more energy and a better quality of life thank you you explained it so very well what do you think about breath work then speaking or what i'm hearing you say is that those emotions are trapped in the body, then they become physical. If they can do that by trapping, breathing in, how could breath work be a part of it? And I know you're, you know, maybe not suggesting that specifically. There's other things. Uh, I, I mean, it's so natural for me to get people to be in tune with their breath, to take it way down. So many people don't breathe all the way through their diaphragm and down into their lower abdomen area. can hold a lot in, in, our, in our stomach and our abdomen as well as our lungs. One of my favorite authors, Louise Hay, uh, speaks about that. Yeah, I know. She's definitely one of my <laughs> go-tos. Um, but she talks about that those connections and how those particular emotions can be associated with the body. And so I just get people to just even start breathing, um, just allowing that. Um, and then sound, find such powerful healing with, with sound as well. So I, I just create an environment for people to be able to breathe and make sounds if they need to, or sometimes I'll tone with them if I'm feeling uh, called and, um, or if they're comfortable with it. So um, yeah, breath, body, mind, all of it, all together. Wonderful. Can you expand on sound, for example? Because when you sound sound, my mind goes into a whole bunch of things because I I love holistic health and healing, but someone else may be thinking music or mantra. Can you expand sound and what that looks like? Well, I love uh, different instruments that that make um, uh, sounds like uh, Tibetan singing bowls and chimes and gongs, and uh, they all have a certain resonance. And then our voice does as well. And so um, I love I love to sing. Kirtan and and mantras are are lovely as well. And so I think as far as uh, sound, it's whatever is it's individual. So whatever really creates a state of peace and balance in that individual, you know, it, it, there's, there's a myriad of choices, definitely. Expanding on that statement, peace and balance, which is just so comforting and so comfortable. Tell me a little bit about your personal journey to guide yourself to peace and balance. I know you personally, I've been in the community about a decade, and I I know you to be a cancer survivor. So I'd love to go into that story, what you'd like to share with us, and then I'd like to go 
um, into some topics about cannabis, but can we just start there? Six years ago, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, and I was it was a very rare form of ovarian cancer. Only 5% of all uh, ovarian cancers are clear cell carcinoma. I was very fortunate in that we caught it in stage one um, or 1B. What had happened for me is that in 2014, I in January, I started to feel fatigued, um, bloated, uh, um, just not myself. I knew something was up and I thought maybe I was going into menopause or, um, you know, I was around that age. And so I, for, for a month, I was kind of in, in denial and just tried to exercise harder. I went to see my, I didn't go to see my doctor until the end of the month, but, um, I, uh, did, did some fasting and, uh, some meditation and just kind of tried to like figure it out and I couldn't figure it out on my own. So I went to see my primary care physician and she ran a blood test and found that my uh, protein markers uh, were elevated. And so I, um, between January of 2014 and April of 2014, I grew two tumors on both my ovaries um, that were nine and 15 centimeters. And I looked pregnant. Um, it was really bizarre. And it was at that time, um, because I didn't know that uh, the tumors were, were cancerous until after I had um, a full hysterectomy and, and tumor removal in um, April of 2014. And then I got home from the hospital, a uh, wonderful hospital too, in uh, Redwood City, uh, Sequoia Hospital. Great great people. Um, but I got home from there and my uh, surgeon called me and told me that they had found cancer on my tumors and what it was. And uh, she then gave me a choice and said, you know, um, I recommend that you do six rounds of chemotherapy. And if you do, um, I will give you a 90% guarantee that you'll be cancer free when this is over. So for about 48 hours, I... Um, kicked and screamed and cried and, uh, you know, just talked to family members and made the decision that um, I was going to go ahead and do the medical route. And on the other side of it, I was going to do everything I could alternatively to, uh, to make the best outcome. And as a result, especially with the, the cannabis that I put on board with my, um, I, cut, I went into a vegan diet, mostly raw, no sugar, uh, no dairy, just really, really clean, clear, kept my thoughts really clean and clear, um, and Reiki on myself uh, daily. And with the cannabis, um, I was able to start regenerating white blood cells, new fresh cells during chemo. And that was, uh, my doctors were pretty amazed. <laughs> so I feel like I, um, even though I would have loved to have done just a fully natural protocol because of the aggressiveness uh, of the tumors and the fact that my doctor said 90%, um, I decided to, to make the bridge between uh, allopathic Western medicine and all of that and everything I have learned uh, in my years uh, in. In holistic health. Thank you so much for sharing that. And 
I love that you share making that bridge between because I think maybe at least the people I've spoke with and maybe our audience can resonate with this, but I think a lot of people think it's either alternative or it's allopathic. You can only go one of those two routes. And someone who's also gone through a cancer scare, I think the combination is lovely when you can find primary care and healers around that work together synergistically. Thank you for bringing that up because that's a very, very great point that you're bringing to this discussion. Carrie, I just love and adore you. I think that you have already been such an amazing guest, but it's about that time in our podcast to take a short little break. Uh, shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much. I think that you will too. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about quarantine and cannabis and self-care. The original Paraglow and Paraglow Green are medicinal herbal compresses based on a traditional Swiss formula to promote healing in the first weeks after giving birth. During the amazing miracle of birth, the mother and child perform many physical marvels. The muscles that form the perineum in the pelvic floor are both strong and extremely elastic and must be so in order to allow the women to give birth. When the perineum is strong, the organs remain firm and healthy. When the perineum is weak, the organs lose cohesiveness. The herbal compresses help relieve any soreness or swelling. They promote the healing of the perineum, including any small tears or incisions closed with stitches postpartum inside or out. The compresses can be applied hot or cold to the perineum and surrounding tissues. For more information, check out paraglow.info. They can be found at Moonrise Herbs, Wild Berries, or Chautauqua. For a full list of other locations, visit our website. Paraglow makes your perineum glow. Hi, welcome back. Thank you so much. We are here with Carrie Green. Carrie, I have so many questions to ask you. I'm so excited. The first question I have to ask is, how are you doing with the quarantine? Sometimes I feel a little guilty <laughs> for saying this, but I feel really great. I'm, um, you know, I feel like it's such an, a wonderful opportunity to uh, expand on my self-care, really up the ante on that. And, um, you know, there's so many different forms and I've been getting out on more uh, nature hikes and out on the beach and uh, really getting um, to have some beautiful time with my my husband, my partners. And so, yeah, in so many ways, it's been a really wonderful uh, experience and opportunity. And uh, there have been some moments of, of fear or of, uh, of grief or sadness, but I, I think that's all part of it. And I feel that I was really primed for this 
six years ago when I was recovering from the the cancer, the chemotherapy, and um, and that was when I really started to do a, a daily meditation. And I'm also doing a practice of uh, qigong and tai chi right now. And my instructor, so she's uh, she's wonderful uh, teacher, and it's helped keep me grounded, centered, sane, and uh, and just full of uh, openness and and love. And uh, I've been able to really relax into. Yeah, just relax in into everything that's going on. And then cannabis helps too, of course. Your cannabis microdosing protocol. Um, I, I would love to hear more about that. We didn't get in, we didn't get enough time to speak about it the last time you and I were in person. I love cannabis and it's uh become such a wonderful uh, healing plant in so many ways for me. You know, we have a, a company, Green Spirit Organics, and um, we uh, juice uh, in the mornings with fresh cannabis leaves. If I, do, if I don't, haven't juiced them, then I will uh, macerate them. I take fresh frozen and just crumble it right into um, the, with fresh fruit and with almond milk and medicinal mushrooms and uh, fresh greens, other fresh greens. So it's just really a powerful way to, to begin the day. And um, it's, you know, it doesn't, because it's not de decarboxylized and, or heated, you're getting all the live essence and all of the, all those great nutrients from it. And then, you know, um, I may take a, a capsule if I'm feeling I have a little bit of pain or anything like that, then I might take um, a capsule with fresh uh, live rosin and medicinal mushroom powder um, that or, um, or I may take a small vapor hit uh, or dab uh, from fresh live rosin that we have from our, our own uh, garden, which I'm so grateful for that we can have our own uh, medicinal plants right here in our, in our backyard. <laughs> can you share with us the strain specifics that you are using that you chose to grow or chosen to grow. Can you speak to the fact that maybe raw, fresh, compressed, live juice or powdered version, how that is so much different because you hit on decarboxylating. Can you go a little bit more into that so when I was, uh, the, the strain that I believe helped save my life and uh, create the state of health that I'm in now is uh, Harlequin. And um, there's a doctor from uh, the UK that uh, was doing extensive studies with the Harlequin and with cancer patients, uh, particularly for cervical and ovarian cancer. And so I was very fortunate in um, getting, uh, and Stefan, Stefan is my care provider and uh, um, grows the medicine. Um, I, um, I gratefully accept it and <laughs> um, am learning little bits about growing myself. But uh, I, I, I usually am the person that works with the people and he works with the plants. <laughs> so, but some of my favorite strains are, are sativa dominance, um, 
like the 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 haze strains um lemonberry haze or um i love the the tangy um stefan grew a beautiful uh version of that um some of the cbd strains that he grew were uh the trident and and the and the harlequin and i really i i really wish that we still had that strain of harlequin because i think that there's a lot of, of great benefit to that. And one of my current favorites is Forbidden Fruit. I just love that. And um, so as far as the, the live, um, it's, you know, any cannabis that is um, not, uh, not heated to a certain temperature, um, 220. Uh, yeah, if it's if it's not up to 220, then it doesn't um, release those those cannabinoids, the THC that is psychoactive that you know will get people. Yes, it reverse reverses the th uh, THCA to THC, and so those are components of the plant. A lot of times, people that are first starting out will maybe get a you know get a brownie or something like that. That has been decarboxylated because it's heated above that temperature, and so it releases all of that. And I personally have had some experiences with um, over—I wouldn't say overdosing, but over-consuming and uh, and being too high from edibles. So I'm very conscious and careful when it comes to anything that's heated. And if I do get something from the dispensary, as far as as an edible or even an oil or anything i make sure that the that the solvent residue is down to a zero ppm because it's the solvents i think that really create an issue with people um with uh some of the products thank you for bringing so many of those things to light truly it is about the cannabinoids and the terpene combination for a particular person's body system and what they're trying to heal the point of me asking you those questions was to kind of prompt that conversation of helping our audience recognize that if it's not decarbed and it's not processed in that way, we can really have a product that does not stimulate any time of shift or change men mentally at all. So there's no altered mood. So that's what I really would like to open that door for our audience and help them recognize they can do it in a very natural, safe, easy way as long as they have the education. Yes, topicals too, um, you know, salves and, uh, and massage oils and, um, you know, the, the terpenes, they, you know, when, when used topically, just huge, huge benefits without any kind of um, mind altering effects. So I love that you juice. I, you know, people know my story, but I was juicing for close to a year when I had my cancer scare. It was absolutely beneficial, obviously. And it was the only thing I could do because at that time, five or six years ago, you know, um, the THC was in all of the products and anything that we could get locally. So we didn't even quite know about CBD yet, and we didn't know about juicing, but we've come leaps and bounds in just six years. Can you believe it? I think with recreational, it's also taken some of the, the stigma out of it so that people are more willing to, to try. Um, 
you know, over, over some of the pharmaceutical uh, drugs. That's one thing I, you know, even though I was given prescriptions and things like that, I chose not to go that route because I, I really try to keep, uh, um, you know, clean, pure substances in my body as much as possible. Well, it definitely shows because you are a beautiful, radiant, lovely woman. And I am so grateful to have you as a friend and have you on the show today. Um, it's getting about that time in our show where I'm going to have to let you go. But before I do that, can I ask you to share with us either some type of mantra or affirmation or maybe a healing card or something you want to share with the audience that kind of encompasses our hour together today or your message for the show yes well i you know i was going through some some quotes and uh i feel like you know um even though i'm i'm doing well and thriving um at this time maybe a lot of people aren't and this this quote came back to me and i just wanted to um thank you and um and invite uh people to um check out spirals at spiralsinstitute.com my website uh and i've I've been in the process of creating a massage therapy school. Um, and so there's some information about that there. And I'm going to be uh, putting some about my, my cancer protocols and things like that. Yeah, I would just want to leave you with this, uh, with this quote. When you can't control what's happening, challenge yourself to control that the way you are responding to what's happening. That's where the power is. Oh, Carrie, that is like the golden nugget right there. Thank you so much. And I'm really grateful to have known you and to continue to see you grow. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, love you, Pepper. I love thank you. you. Thank you so much for making time to be with us today. I know you're a very busy person and you are here on the show to help encourage others to get one step closer to their highest aligned self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies, of course, and to the audience. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Let's make this the best year ever. This episode has been brought to you by Universal Love.